Hello, friend. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. This is Pastor Pitts Evans. On this podcast, we read and discuss one chapter of God's Word per episode. Let's go now to the Bible and see what the Lord has for us today. Philippians chapter 2. If you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from His love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to your own interest, but also to the interests of others. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. But he made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, Continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you to will and to act according to His good purpose. Do everything without complaining or arguing, so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault in a crooked and depraved generation, in which you shine like stars in the universe as you hold out the word of life in order that I may boast on the day of Christ that I did not run or labor for nothing. But even if I am being poured out like a drink offering on the sacrifice and service coming from your faith, I am glad and rejoice with all of you. So you too should be glad and rejoice with me. I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon, that I also may be cheered when I receive news about you. I have no one else like him who takes a genuine interest in your welfare. For everyone looks out for his own interest, not those of Jesus Christ. But you know that Timothy has proved himself, because as a son with his father he has served with me in the work of the gospel. I hope, therefore, to send him as soon as I see how things go with me. And I am confident in the Lord that I myself will come soon. But I think it is necessary to send back to you Epaphroditus, my brother, fellow worker, and fellow soldier, who is also your messenger, who you sent to take care of my needs. For he longs for all of you and is distressed because you heard he was ill. Indeed, he was ill and almost died. But God had mercy on him, and not on him only, but also on me, to spare me sorrow upon sorrow. Therefore, I am all the more eager to send him, so that when you see him again, you may be glad, and I may have less anxiety. 
Welcome him in the Lord with great joy and honor men like him because he almost died for the work of Christ, risking his life to make up for the help you could not give me. Paul once again writes about unity in the body of Christ and humility and oneness and um, valuing the interests of other people over your own interests. He writes in verse 1, Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from His love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded and having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. This unity, friends, one spirit, one mind. Paul was constantly harping on that, as was Christ himself. Yes, we're united with Christ, and we're also to be united with each other. Paul goes on to instruct us, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interest of others. I've been convinced more and more as I get older that we'll be judged not by what we accomplish, but by who we become. In other words, the work that we do, uh, the work that's truly the work of the Lord, is His work anyway. We're not going to be judged by what we do, but we're going to be judged by who we become. That's up to us, who we become. And so Paul writes that we're to value others above ourselves, and we're to be concerned about the interests of others. Once again, I'm convinced that as we help others become who they are supposed to become in Christ, we're actually fulfilling the work of ministry. The work of ministry is not about just teaching classes and preaching messages and uh, studying the Bible and even praying and fasting and uh, doing missions trips. All of those things have to be done. But it's about us becoming more like Christ. And Christ came to serve and to lift up individuals from where he found them to a place in God that they never knew was possible. He lived his life giving people not just a hand up, but a way up. He himself was the bridge to heaven. And so, in a smaller way, we are also supposed to be bridging the Lord's purposes with mankind to heaven. There's one mediator between God and man. I don't want you to be confused. It's the man Christ Jesus. But we are also united with Christ and in in the same business of valuing humanity above ourselves and helping uh, others to fulfill their destinies in God. It's part of our, our mandate. Just like Christ did it, we're to do it. We're to consider the example of Jesus in all things. Paul writes, in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. And so Paul writes that Jesus was equal to God. But he didn't consider that to be something to be held on to. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking very nature of a servant and being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself, becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Now, I want to read part of verse 6 and all of verse 7 in the Amplified. It says, Jesus did not think equality with God was a thing to be retained In other words, he was equal to God, but he laid that down for a season. Verse 7, he stripped himself of all privileges and rightful dignity so as to assume the guise of a servant, in that he became like men and was born a human being. 
You see, Jesus didn't um, ever stop being God, but he emptied himself in the days of his flesh of his rightful dignity and his rightful power and his rightful authority. He operated as a man in the power of the Holy Spirit. He was born as a human being, not as God and God alone. He came as a human. He emptied himself. He didn't hold on to his deity for your benefit and my benefit. It wasn't for him, for himself that he did these things. It was for us. And so, verse 9, Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And so, friends, today, have you bowed your knee to Jesus Christ? Have you acknowledged that Jesus is the Lord of all the heavens and all of the earth to the glory of God the Father? You see, friends, we're to, to find Jesus and allow Jesus to find us. We're to come into a relationship with Jesus. John writes in chapter 3 of the Gospel of John, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. This new birth, this spiritual birth, is different than the natural birth we all go through in the days of our flesh with our mothers and fathers. This is a spiritual birth that only comes through the Spirit of God, planting the eternal seed of God in our hearts. How do you get that? You see, friends, we've all been separated from God. The Bible writes that we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. This is Romans chapter 3, verse 23. But the gift of God is eternal life. The gift of God is the eternal life that's found in Christ Jesus. Romans chapter 10, verse 9. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. You see, there's two parts involved with this. You confess with your mouth that Jesus is the Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. This is how you obtain salvation. This is how you obtain the new birth in Christ. And so I want to lead you in a prayer where you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. And if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, you will be saved. You'll be bowing your knee to the Lord Jesus Christ now because ultimately, Everything on heaven and on earth, every tongue will acknowledge that Jesus is Lord. Why don't you do that with me today, my friends? So pray with me. Dear Lord God, you pray that. Dear Lord God, I know that I've sinned against you. And I know I stand separated from you. Jesus, I need your forgiveness. And I need you. I confess that you are the Lord Jesus Christ. I confess my sins and I turn from them today. Jesus, I ask you to come into my life. Be my Lord and be my Savior. I put my trust and hope in you, Jesus, and I accept the free gift of salvation. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Now, friends, if you confess this with your mouth, that Jesus Christ is Lord. And now, if you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, the Bible says that you shall be saved. It's all about being born again. You see, we're all separated from God at our birth, and yet God's made provision through Jesus for each of us to come to him. Won't you choose today to follow the Lord Jesus Christ? And if you prayed that prayer with me today, 
please find someone and tell them that you've committed your life to Christ. Go and get with other believers. Find a good Bible-believing church. Start attending. Be with other believers. Don't let the devil pick you off. And friends, if you're estranged from God, come home. It's time. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.